Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Holly Fane. I played Maureen Vanderbilt on Gossip Girl, and we are rewatching Seder Anything. Welcome back, listeners, to your one and only source into all things Gossip Girl. You know you'll love it. XOXO. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to XOXO. I'm your host, Jessica Zor. As we get into the last five episodes of season two, a lot is heating up on the Upper East Side. And today's rewatch of episode 21, Seder Anything, is especially crazy from Serena's return from Spain to Blair finding her place in the wild world of the Vanderbilt family. And guess what? We happen to have another Vanderbilt joining us today, the amazing Holly Fane, who plays Tripp's wife, Maureen. Okay, so what can I say about Maureen? She's beautiful, calculated, and a major player coming into season three. Holly's here to unpack some of Maureen's first moments on the Upper East Side, her relationship with Trip, her experience wearing the iconic Gossip Girl headband, plus she gives one of the best Kristen Bell Gossip Girl impressions I have ever heard. So stay tuned for that. Let's get into it. Here's Holly. Holly. Hi. (laughs) Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. It's so good to to, uh, see you again. (laughs) I know. See you, hear your voice. Yeah. It's been so long. (laughs) I know. But I like forgot that like 
all the things that go down. I'm like, well, oh I my mean, God. This is probably one of the most eventful television shows that's ever existed. So I think it makes sense that you might have forgotten about one or two uh, plot lines. <laughs> <laughs> right? It was, yeah. So it's bringing back stuff. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. Well, let me introduce everyone. This is Holly Fain, who played Maureen <laughs> Vanderbilt. And she's here to rewatch Seder Anything, which is season two, episode 21. The air date was... April 20th, 2009. So like a we long time ago. We were babies. We also, I mean, were. Look, looking at the episodes, I'm like, oh my God, everyone is so young. Yeah. <laughs> everyone is so young, but everyone that's come on like is aging beautifully. Oh, that, that's great to hear. Yeah. Right. Everyone just looks very happy and fresh and yes. glowy skin. And I'm like, okay. I'm always like, what are you drinking? What eye cream are you using? Like you look beautiful. Like- yeah, it's it's so cute. It, you should have um, it, an extra segment at the end. So tell us your skincare process. Yeah, which, yeah. <laughs> what do you use? What's going on? <laughs> um, we're so happy to have you. Why don't you tell us all a little bit just about your casting story and kind of how you got into acting and sure. you know, did you know hear about it? Did you know about it or did you get a call? Just tell us your thing. Yeah, I I I was definitely aware of the show. I was watching it. Um and it was just a very, very standard, normal process. You know, I got the audition through my agents. I don't remember anything about it, honestly. Um, I remember being really excited about it. I mean, this was this was like one of my very, very first real television jobs where it was like a recurring part and there would be multiple episodes. So when I got the job, I was just so excited because it felt like a step forward um, career-wise. Yeah. Always having guest stars, it was always bringing, obviously, a whole nother storyline or drama and things like that, obviously. Mm -hmm. But it was also always pulling things for, you know, the cast and really yeah. pulling things out of all of us and stuff. Yeah. So that's why it's so important to have really great actors come on as the guest stars because they really help shape every part of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, looking like I watched, I obviously watched this episode, but then I went back and I was like, let's just like watch this whole arc and see what happens. And every single episode, I was like, oh my God, every single actor is brilliant. Like, I don't think I can overstate like how many legit actors were on, like Wallace Shawn, Margaret Colan, James right. Naughton, Matthew Settle. <laughs> I mean, it's like Kelly Rutherford, like all these these yeah. legit actors um, yeah. who were just doing like incredible work. Never mind. I mean, of course, obviously, like all of you guys, like the main, main cast, but it just was so impressive looking back on it. Yeah. Every angle, the actors all brought it. And then, like, just even when I'm watching some of the set decorations and yes. how detailed, and they just really had the best of the best for everyone. Yes. And the writing, I mean, it's just like, there's so much to like grab onto and the wordplay and everything. It's just like incredible. Yeah. And there's this, the, the comedy in it, the lit, you know what I mean? Like it's yes. Hijinks everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to say, I just want to say before we like get into my episode, Jessica, you were so kind to me on that first day that I worked our scene that we had in the grandfather. And I don't think I've ever gotten to tell you this, but like, that was one of my, like I said, one of my earlier TV jobs. And when you come into a job as a guest actor, especially early on, like 
there's a lot of lingo thrown around. And if you're not fully aware of like television world, it can be really overwhelming. And I remember we were sitting there and one of the camera guys was like, yeah, Holly, if you can just like step into the scene here, we'll just start, take it from here. And if you just step in. And I was like, sure, right. Got it. Yeah. Step in. And you I was like, I had no <laughs> idea what he was talking about. And you so generously were like, do you know what that means? means you just like kind of like rock into the frame like you know you just and I was like I was so grateful for you oh um, that's and it really it really like it really made a mark in my mind of like what kind of actor I want to be on a set meaning like just look out for people who are right. new and make them feel oh. welcome and also like help them out if you have more experience like help them out yeah. it's great well because it's we're all like a team you know what I mean yes. and you like were so lovely and wonderful and like oh. Yeah, so I didn't even I didn't even know that that affected you that way, but that's so sweet, and I I love to hear that because honestly, like I remember my first experience, and it, it, it you are right. If someone helps you, that does really stick out to you because it's very nerve wracking or overwhelming, like you yeah. said, because there's so many extras and so many camera things and cords and lighting, and you're remembering your lines, and so there's like a lot of things. But when you don't, when actors don't technically know. The things like like rocking into it or hitting your mark at, at the same word every time or, um, you know, leaning on your right foot because right. someone else is a little taller than you. And on your yeah. second sentence, can you maybe le lean on your right and then lean back when she turns around? Right. Exactly. When people don't know that, yeah, it's like super scary because you're still wanting to just do the best work you can do. So yeah. you do a great job. You book the role. But when you get there, they don't teach you the technical stuff. So no. <laughs> and I think it's it's something that like there should be more awareness around that, I think. You know, like all the technical things are just as much a part of yeah. acting for the camera as the actual acting is. But um, yeah. I just really appreciated you that day and I mean it. It really like affected me in in a in a very, very big way. So thank you oh my for that. Gosh, girl. <laughs> Holly, I wish I could hug you right now. That means a lot. And I'm glad that I could I could help. But oh, well, you. I'm glad that that was very sweet of you to say. Yeah. Um, okay, should we get into uh, Seder anything? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> you know what's really nuts is there's like so many things that are going on, but it's it actually feels like a lighter episode in the sense of how much drama, but like. Yeah. But for the show, in terms of like what can happen yeah. on the show, this is like a lighthearted romp. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I really enjoyed it though. Yeah. But, um, okay, so it's Say It or Anything, which is based off of Say Anything with John Cusack, which I have not seen, but I, that's, I'm adding that to the I list. I haven't either, to yeah. be honest. I haven't seen <laughs> well, You gotta watch that, girl. <laughs> is that the one, is that the one where he holds the boombox over I his head? I feel like it, I think, I think it is. I like John Cusack. Okay, it's iconic, and I have not seen I it. I know. Um. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so when you got the call that you got it, you knew you were coming on to play. Did you know it was going to be Nate's cousin or did you, did you just know that it was Maureen and Tripp? Yeah, I think I did. I think I knew that I was kind of like tangentially related to like Nate's family and that I was, I, I knew, you know, you kind of like want to know like, okay, who am I going to be working with? Like, who right. is like, what section of Gossip Girl am I going to be like floating around in? So I definitely knew that it would be like the Nate side of things. Right. I mean, do you feel like Maureen and Tripp have a good relationship? You know, I, because uh, I did watch like the entire arc of their relationship. But in these episodes from season two, these two episodes, you know, I think it's probably like, like 
one of those things where they probably were good together. You know, they probably at one point they were very much in love, but then, you know, politics and money and family dynamics can happen a lot in relationships, just like gets in the way. And then, you know, in season three, stuff like spirals out of control with them. (laughs) I can't wait to see what happens because I'm like, you guys are literally about to get married. Yes. Like there's like things going on. So I'm like, what do you mean spiral? You're supposed to be at like the honeymoon stage of your relationship right. coming up in season three, but leave it to right. Gossip Girl. I'm sure right, he exactly. hooks up with someone or you hook up with someone or. If, if Maureen and Tripp were on any other TV show, it'd probably be happily ever after, right. but not Gossip Girl. <laughs> um, so these, yeah. So these first two, I just imagined that it probably was like a normal courtship and they actually were in love. And I think. Right. Maureen definitely has some of that like go-getter society girl in her and like really wants to climb and probably has put in her dues or whatever in New York society, you know, probably loves Trip, but also probably is very excited to be marrying into this family. Right. And so there's like layers to that where it's like, yes, you do love him, but you love the family and you love what it brings and it loves the position it puts you in. Yes. And I think a lot of times you can like look over the bad stuff. You know, you can kind of be like, yeah, I'm just kind of, I don't know, that's a little weird, but look at everything else I get with like marrying into this. This is great. Yes, absolutely. I think it's like, that's right on the nose. Okay. So here's where we left off. Nate broke things off with Vanessa while Blair told Chuck that she and Nate were just friends. And Serena throws Jenny a sophisticated sweet 16 that turned into a rager, leading to new relationships. Mm -hmm. And Serena went off to Spain with Poppy, while Dan got a letter from a mysterious fan named Scott. So that's where we left off, and then this is what's up in this episode. Serena returns from her trip from Spain, and Blair makes a secret deal with Nate's grandfather, William. Nate learns some disturbing information about his father's arrest. Dan takes a job as a cater waiter to earn money for college, but is distressed when he discovers the gig is a Passover Seder at the Waldorf penthouse and several of his friends and family will be there. Okay. (laughs) Maybe there is a lot that's going on in this episode. Maybe I was wrong. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, We open up and Blair has this Aubrey Hepburn style dream, which I always love when they do that because it like cuts to then Blair just laying in bed looking absolutely beautiful. Like, oh, is that a dream or not? And I'm like, (laughs) you just look beautiful, girl. Like, you're good. And she is so skilled. Her acting abilities are so impressive. And you really really get to see them in Gossip Girl. You do. Yeah. You really do here. And these dreams that she has are just so wonderful and cute and like Mm -hmm. the accent she throws on and the costumes. So great. So great. But she's having this battle with getting into Yale and it's like been her dream. It's what she wants. And as you know, Blair doesn't take no for an answer. Blair Mm -hmm. gets what she wants, no matter who's in her way or what she has to do or who she has to scheme or throw under the bus. Like Mm -hmm. she gets what she wants. So that's been a battle she's having. So when she's at this church and it's your your wedding rehearsal? Like yes. What you, yeah. Okay. I think it's it's the the rehearsal where you tell everyone where they're standing and who right. comes in when, all that stuff. Yes. And she – so Blair starts talking to your father-in-law, William. Yes. Yes. Okay. And here's the thing. I know she's trying to get into Yale. But right. what – why – does she want to be a bridesmaid? What is she trying to get? I mean, because I know it's not just to be, like, close with you and be 
friends. Yeah, I think it's that society thing. I think. Okay, it's that's what I like, was thinking, that she wants to just be, like, connected and in. Yeah, I think it's the proximity to, okay. like, these people. Well, that's um, what I was thinking, but I'm like, are you an idiot? Like, do you not think Nate's going to see right through that? Right. There was one There was one line that was like, you know, I can't remember if it's in this scene or later on where it's like. You say something about someone else getting the. Th- yes. Like a and position. Also, and also yeah. that Maureen had to choose her bridesmaids based on a list that was given to me okay. by the grandfather, which is kind of sad. It's like, it's okay, so, so this wedding wasn't really like a joyful, you know, all my about closest you, friends. About your day? Yes, exactly. It was not about Maureen. <laughs> no, it was not. So, okay, so she's like wanting to do that. But when she's sitting with the grandfather, I'm thinking, wait, there's no way not everyone doesn't see right through that. Right. But she goes to try to do that, which I thought would have been so cute if she really was in your, like, was your bridesmaid and like <laughs> the funny stuff that would have went on with yes. like her and yes. your bridesmaids. Like that's a whole nother episode in itself. <laughs> yes. Can you imagine Blair just talking to all of them and like just putting them in their place? She would have by far been the most interesting woman in that bridal party Ever? by far. <laughs> <laughs> started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is she breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name is Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robey. And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. This whole situation with Dan taking on the catering was hilarious. Hilarious. Because he he really took that on. And then like the comedy in this whole episode where it bounces from him being Serena's date to then being the caterer, then not doing his job. And Eleanor is like, okay, I was going to pay you double. Now you're not going to get your tip. Like she's like frustrated because he's like not doing his job. But he's like, again, trying to cover and do everything for Serena again. Like, yes, (laughs) yes. Yeah, that whole thing. I mean, Gossip Girl loves like a um a real wild family dinner. A lot, yes. I mean, he's like trying to pray. Like it's done so well. It's like so fast, so clippy. There's so much happening, but it's still easy to follow. It's just it's remarkable. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like uh, there's still things where you'd be like, I can't believe they just did that. Like, wh- yes, <laughs> yes. Also, I want to say, I was like, the who the actress who plays the other cater waiter with Dan yeah. is so funny. I wrote down her name somewhere because I'm like, she was very funny. Great. She's like, well, I could use the money. <laughs> yes. Oh, Sarah Wilson is her Sarah name. Sarah Wilson. As Corinne. And it's always, especially on this show, I think it's always so fun when you get a character who is like, quote unquote, normal, you know? Right. And like coming just into working, this. working, trying to get there. Yes. Like, Yes. I mean, kind of like Dan and and Vanessa, you know, but like when you see this woman thrown into this absolutely ridiculous situation and she's like. Well, because she's not understanding. She's like, why doesn't Dan want to take the money? But meanwhile, like she has no clue that like. No clue. When Eleanor didn't realize that was Dan Humphrey outside, though, I'm like, okay. Painful. Painful. He's been going to school with your daughter forever. (laughs) Well, and, and it kind of like makes you think like, oh. I think one of like the themes of this entire episode is kind of like how much status is more important to a lot of people than like loyalty, friendship, family, you know, that there's like, and so it, it's painful to see that. And it's also like, well, yeah, maybe she, Dan maybe doesn't mean a lot to her in her life. So like, why would she remember him exactly? You know? Yeah. 
just kind of like, you look familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I was like, you've seen them. And then, you know, to be fair, sometimes out of place, you don't recognize. I mean, there's times I've I've seen people and I'm like, how do I know them? And I'm like, yes, oh my God. You need context. You know, yes. But it's, you know, in a different city, a different, you know, they look different because their hair is cut. But right. But yeah, and there's something the way she plays Eleanor too. She's just so loving and caring, even though like the relationship with her and Blair is quite interesting to me. But mm-hmm. um, there's just something so likable and lovely mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. about Eleanor. Isn't it incredible the casting of yeah. Margaret Colin and Kelly Rutherford for like the mothers of those actors? Like, yeah. They, they look so much like them. Like yeah. I, I just was like, oh, these are just like two versions of – the same beautiful woman. And it's just incredible to to see. The casting is so good. Casting is so good. And just the dynamic of both of those relationships with their daughters, the way they play them. And I think they, it's such, it's so well done in the sense of just the struggle or the passion or the love or the loyalty or the Mm -hmm. dynamic between both of them or the, or the struggle. Mm-hmm. And I just think they showed that the dynamics between mother and daughter and, and two very different relationships. The mm-hmm. relationship between Serena and Lily is so different from Eleanor and Blairdorf. But, oh, sorry. It's so different from Blairdorf. <laughs> is so different from um, Blair and Eleanor. But it, it, it there's also so many things that as an audience or a fan watching, you can take from without having to live in on the Upper East Side and be in this like very rich world. There's very yes. like basic things that – you go through with a mom or you go through yes. with a daughter. And I think yes. they did a really good job with that. I agree. Um, and then they also made it like spl- like flashy and fun and cool for television. You know what I yes. mean? They just did a great job. Also watching this, I was like, oh my God, I was having flashbacks to like when I was in high school applying to colleges and how it, it was like at the time it felt like the most important thing that could ever happen to me, which, you know, when you're 17, 18, it probably was the most important thing at the moment. But looking back, I'm like, oh my God, the amount of like stress and upset and turmoil I went through regarding college applications and acceptances and rejections was so painful. And it's like, I thought this was like a great encapsulation of that too for these characters, like for poor Blair just being like so frantic about where she was going to be going to college. Yeah, it's such a stressful, crazy thing. And it also should be such a fun thing too. I I mean, but it's like such a big part of your life that when I'm watching this and I'm stressed for them, I'm like, oh, I just want to like have them take a deep breath and like it's going to be okay even if it's not what your plan was because sometimes that's not how life is. Totally. And if it's not your plan, guess what? However it works out, that's the plan now. And like like it's going to be okay. Um, Yeah. Like. And that's something, too, that I think Blair's character through not just even getting into school, but right now it's really showing this. And she she talks about it quite a bit in the last couple episodes where at that same estate with Nate at one point, mm-hmm. she's like, you know, he said, I, you used to always watch movies over and over and over. And he said, do you remember what you would say? And she said something along the lines of, because I always, I, I always like to know what the ending was. She, she likes hmm. a plan. She likes to know what's yeah. happening and what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really coming and showing her. And I think there's going to be some lesson in this for Blair that that's just not always how life works out. You, right. you can plan who you're going to marry and what you want to study and what college you want to go to and what friends you're going to have. And that's just not the way the chips always fall. It doesn't no. mean that it's bad or wrong, right. but right. like 
embracing change or understanding that shit is not always going to go as detailed and planned as you want is, is I think a big lesson, especially for Blair right now. Cause she's just, yeah. she's like, has come undone on way in ways because she can't mm-hmm. handle it. Mm-hmm. The wild thing in this episode too, for me, when she's talking to uh, Cyrus, like he, he kind of brings up maybe NYU and she like shoots it off and like mm-hmm. dismisses it in such a way. I'm like, Oh God, NYU is like a great school. Blair. <laughs> Like, you're being real rude. I know. Like, Blair, <laughs> pull it back a little bit. Yeah. Um, and speaking of, okay, Cyrus, when Serena calls and says she needs a lawyer, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, gosh, what has happened? What What are your thoughts on this? Like, are you shocked that she went to Spain and, like, got drunk and <laughs> I mean, thinks she married Poppy's <laughs> boyfriend? Like that, that part is not too shocking, but I right. did I, – I thought that the, like – tension was so great when when she was like I think I need a lawyer and then like her coming that scene where she and Cyrus are coming out of like the study having like talked it was just so great like the tension in that and like the reveal and it just was a quintessential like gossip girl kind of moment that I just loved yeah because she makes the call we don't know that do we know when she calls did, did she say Cyrus I don't think so all right. I I can't remember exactly, but there's definitely like mystery around it. Yeah. Or maybe we know she's talking to Cyrus, but we don't know why. Like we don't right. know why she needs a lawyer. Okay. Um, yes. And then she calls Blair to see if what Blair's doing, and then you kind of realize like, oh, she's like she doesn't want Blair to be there. But yeah. you see like a shift in Serena when she realizes that Blair's not home. Yes. You know what I mean? So yes. then, she, okay. So yeah. So we're like, yes, you're right. We don't know why, but we do know it's Cyrus. And then it's like, you're intrigued because you're like, well, why yes. do you not want Blair to be home? And totally. then it has, it, yes. And that's, they are also very good at doing that where they build and throw a bunch of stuff at you. And then you're like, mm-hmm. wait, what is about to go down? <laughs> I mean, Josh and Stephanie know how to make really great television. They really do. I mean, it is, it is so cool how good so they are good. at their jobs. <laughs> yeah. And then when Serena and him come out, were you, you were going to say it was a study because I remember there was one moment I'm like, where are they hi- like hiding and secretly talking? You yeah, might, I just study? assumed I assumed it was like Cyrus's study or something. Yeah, you know? you're so funny. I was like, are they coming out of a pantry? Like I didn't because <laughs> it's like in a hallway. But like, no, you're probably actually correct, Holly. Like, just what are you thinking? But you know what? I really would have loved a peek of like Cyrus and Serena, like. Crammed in a little pantry like, with like oatmeal and sun <laughs> chips behind them. <laughs> and some sun chips. I love it. And then the reveal again, it was already one shocking thing to the next is then that Dan's like, wait, what? So we find out she needs him as a lawyer. Then we find out it's because she may have gotten married on a random trip with a guy she doesn't know. And then we reveal Dan, possibly soon stepbrother, <laughs> finds out that you may have just got married. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Another classic gossip yes. girl reveal. Like somebody coming out from behind the corner like, what? Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry, you what? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but you know what's – you know, I was at, actually very wrong in the beginning when I'm like, this one isn't as heavy with the drama. Yeah, it is. I don't know what I was thinking. Well, there's a know, lot. There's no, there are no car accidents. There are no right. like drug overdoses. There are no, yeah. you know, there's no assault. You know, right. it is again. It's it's lighthearted in the grand scheme of things. Right, right. And at this point, with what Serena has pulled and done, 
Yeah. I'm like, wouldn't put it past her that she did get married. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Right. Right. I also had to look up, what did she keep? She kept bringing up what they were drinking. I'm like, I have to look this up. Oh, like, Rioja, right? So it's, it's like a Spanish wine? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a Spanish red. Okay. I think. Yeah. So now Dan knows this and mm-hmm. they're having this conversation about kind of what went down or what she remembers or doesn't remember. And then I do feel like for Lily and Dan, when Serena does do these types of quote unquote old Serena things, I I think Dan and, and Lily have a hard time because they knew where she was coming from, watched her kind of like work hard to kind of grow out of it. So when mm-hmm. she does pull these things or gets caught in a lie, mm-hmm. I always feel like Dan and Lily are the ones that are like, well, what do you mean again? He's like, what, what do you yeah. mean you went and got married to your friend's, you know, like, yeah. boyfriend? <laughs> like there's, that doesn't just happen. There's like some, some disappointment, you know? Yeah. 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 Cause they're both, you know, again, in the grand scheme of things, they're two pretty grounded characters, I would say, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and so it's nice to see that kind of back and forth between a more a more grounded character and and the characters that are typically really always getting into trouble. You're you're absolutely right. And they they both really are. I just always find it so funny and I'm sure everyone listening, sorry guys, gets annoyed when I say this because it comes up because I always have that same thought for Dan. He's so grounded, but he's also a nutty psycho person because he's gossip girl. So totally. you're actually to- the person yes. that's like, no, but like, that's why <laughs> exactly. the show's so good. Because yes, you're and that's why like, it was such oh. a shock. Because you're like, right. wait, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's also always coming clean. Like, yes. even in this episode, he they cover up for Serena again. Yep. That he's the boyfriend be- and sits there and Gabriel shows up, which is, again, I'm like, what is this dude doing? But he shows up. Then he sees, obviously, Serena and Dan. They mm-hmm. cover up. For Serena and say mm-hmm. that they're dating. He doesn't believe it. And he's like really stuck on not believing it. Yeah. I mean, he he's on to something. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, let it go. Like she doesn't want to be with you. But wait, that might be your wife. I don't know. <laughs> I, I would never sit down at some like complete stranger's Seder dinner. I know. And I also was like, that's the thing. Like Eleanor, she's just being sweet, like inviting yes. someone. Well, why not come? Yes. And then I'm like, oh, God, here we go. This is what you were saying before. Like the wittiness and the, you know, Mm -hmm. the comedy and how fast but, like, effective this whole scene is with bouncing around of, like, them praying and him explaining Mm -hmm. what the Passover dinner is. And then then Lily and Rufus are, like, seeing Dan and Serena, like, holding hands. And, like, (laughs) you got to remember in their parents' mind, there's been this like thing back and forth. Like, are yes. they dating or is Serena and Dan dating? Are Rufus yes. and Lily together or, you know? Right. Which has also been a question for guests. Would you be able to date someone who's dating your parent? Oh, God. Oh. Like, I'm watching this relationship where I know Dan and Serena care so much for each other, but so yeah. do Lily and Rufus. But here's a moment where they see each other holding hands again. And we kind of, because the last couple episodes, Dan and Serena have gone, you know, their separate ways a little bit. Yeah. So now we're back at like, wait, what? (laughs) But we know it's a cover up. I mean, I certainly think it would be so difficult to date someone if your parents were involved, because if one of the couples breaks up and the other couple stays together, there's still going to be like around the the presence of this person that you used to date in a more extreme way, I think, than any other 
sort of like romantic relationship could um, bring about. I don't know. That would be really weird. It would be really weird to be dating the the son of my mom's boyfriend. Like it would be, that would be tough. Yeah, it would. But also on the other hand, you're like, okay, well, it's kind of sweet that they they both ended up with that each other. That they all love because, each other, yeah. Yeah, because there's yeah. probably similarities in, you know, Lily and Serena and in Dan and his dad and like that that, you know, it would kind of make sense probably that that maybe they would all end up together. So I don't know. <laughs> well, we will find out in, you know, it'll probably happen. Go back and forth and in the next five next. or six seasons, how many, yeah. however many are ahead of you now. <laughs> oh my goodness. We started talking about this incident, drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is she breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.
I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Okay, and then Jenny and her guy, Wes, are playing Monopoly, and Chuck get, comes home. And I don't know if you remember this. This was kind of like way back in season one, but there was like a situation with Chuck and Jenny on the roof of yes one of the parties. I want to say it was the Kiss on the Lips party. Yes, yes, yes. He, I think this is the first time maybe, now that I'm thinking about it, that they've seen each other like maybe alone or at home. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like Chuck tells the woman that he brought home to show herself out. And then he apologizes for what he did to Jenny, which I thought was a big moment. Like, yes. And I don't really remember what brought that about. Like what, that, that's him- what I'm saying. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. And I was thinking that when I was watching this episode, but I, maybe it's because it was the first time it wasn't so many people. And yeah, he also had that thing where when he was with that girl, he realized that he had slept with her before. And he was like, what? I think there was maybe kind of a little bit of a, like, what am I doing moment? Yeah, well, because he didn't realize he had slept with her until she, like, yes. bit his shoulder or something. Yeah, yes. that's right. That's right. He had a little bit of a self-reflection of, like, huh, I guess yeah. I'm kind of a cad. <laughs> Maybe I should apologize. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm definitely glad he did because Jenny didn't too. deserve also, that. Also, yeah. that scene between the two of them was really great. I was like, that's – it was, like, a very, like, truthful, lovely yeah. scene. Yeah. On both ends, you like felt for Chuck for feeling bad for doing it. You felt for Jenny for going through it. Like, mm-hmm. he, you know. Okay. And then what about Blair getting busted at the rehearsal dinner? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this is your rehearsal dinner, by the way. This is my rehearsal dinner. Yes. Yeah. I was reading the recaps that you sent me. And yeah. I think, I think it was the Vulture one. <laughs> you know, they were like, I don't really remember what the metrics are, but they like add points for like stuff that they thought was great and like take away points for stuff. And one of the things was like, Maureen would have been screaming at them, at like Nate and everyone that they like ruined her rehearsal dinner. Like she oh, would when, have been When Nate like gets furious. up and gives the, the yes, speech about speech. like family and like that his grandpa turned in his dad and if that's what family's about, like that was real ballsy of, of Nate. So ballsy. But you know- that's another storyline. What happens with Maureen and, <laughs> and Nate about like how he ruined her evening? Um, oh man, yeah. yeah. I just and that's also because Nate's always so sweet and like always trying to do the right thing. Yes. It's just like wild to see Nate do that because he's not like <laughs> such a sweetheart. Sweet, yeah, he's like, it's just he's not. Such he, a you don't. Yeah, picture him getting up at a at a rehearsal dinner and like busting out his grandpa and and right. I mean, let's be honest. We've all been to like rehearsal dinners and we've been to weddings. If yes. someone got up at a rehearsal dinner and did that, we mouths would be dropped. You'd be yes. like, wait, what is happening? <laughs> and somebody would have somebody would have intervened, I would hope. But yeah. you know, in this family, I guess it's like it's very much about appearances and you know, nobody really wants to be seen as like being out of control or, you know, any of that. Yeah. And and like I kind of do feel like 
for what Nate's going through now, he's just like, I'm tired mm-hmm. of being lied to. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know this, that my grandpa did this to my dad. I like didn't know mm-hmm. Blair's like scheming my grandpa to like get into Yale. So I did yeah. feel like for Nate where he's just like, I'm everywhere I turn, I'm being lied to. Like my yep. dad was lying to me for years and my mom was covering up for my dad. And mm-hmm. now this girl that I'm dating is lying and my grandpa's lying, you know, like he's being lied to. And like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> About like really important stuff. That, really like, important is, like, things. like formative and has kind of like, has been like traumatic in his past and has really kind of like made him the person he is. And to find out like how much deception there is, is really intense. And then you have to remember these people are in high school and it's like, oh my God, these poor kids. I know. These poor wine drinking kids. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I f- I'm feeling for him because I'm like yeah. he, he doesn't he doesn't have anyone to turn to, you yeah. know. Then he goes to Chuck, which I liked. Yes, yes, <laughs> it's the very end because he also Chuck really was always trying to help him and pull him out of stuff. Remember? Yeah, I don't know if you remember this, but in episodes when he needed money to like help his dad, Chuck was willing to like do it. Um, yeah, yeah. So Chuck really has been a good friend to him. Yeah, and it's interesting. There's kind of like a parallel between like you know, Lily and Serena and Lily kind of being like, "Ah, you were doing so good. Like I thought you had changed. And then also it's similar with Blair, you know, they're talking about Blair and like, she's the same, she's the same old Blair. Nothing has changed, you know, about like putting herself before other people and um, really trying to like get into Yale, get into the society group kind of at any cost. Right. Which makes her apology and everything that happens at the end like that much sweeter, I think. You know, I think she's just in like a messy spot and like she's maybe she's kind of like doing things that she doesn't actually know why she's doing that. Like this actually isn't more important to me than my relationship with these people. But right. No, I think you're right. And I do feel like Serena going through this, like when she's talking to her mom, she's like, I just Mm -hmm. I miss the old part of me of being free and, you Mm -hmm. know. I think Lily's like, I don't know, as a mom, I'm like, I don't know what, well, you know, my kids aren't in high school yet, but yeah. <laughs> you want to just see your kids do well and and if they make mistakes, learn from them and hopefully grow. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, yes. That's all you can do. But yeah. yeah, she's fighting this thing right now and here is Blair that's just, again, she just wants something that she has had in her head since she was a little yeah. girl and it's not yeah. going her way and she's doing a lot of things and hurting people along the way, which is a couple episodes. I was so irritated with her and Serena. Cause I'm like, I don't know who you overprivileged kids think you are that you can just like <laughs> out people and like make I up know. lies and get people fired. Like this is like really going to dist- like ruin people's lives. And this is for you to do something where like you've gotten your own way. Yes. Like this was on you, Blair. This wasn't on like Nate or yes. Serena or anyone that you threw under the bus. Like this has you know? actual consequences for yeah. people and they're just not thinking about it. Totally. And then <laughs> the the whole aftermath of the dinner. Um, <laughs> I mean, Nate goes to Chuck and tells him that like he's accepting that Blair is who she is. Mm-hmm. I like Nate and Chuck's relationship because I really do think they have each other's back. But mm-hmm. it's also funny to me because they both have this like love triangle with Blair, which is also yes. like a crazy thing. I mean, I, I mean, it, if anything is going to remind you that they're in high school, it's that they're all dating the same people because right. I would not be able to do that. If like there was a guy that me and one of my closest friends were just like going back and forth, having these like very intense romances with, and then also maintaining a, fr- I just, 
I, I couldn't do it. I could not right. do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. And then I do find it like cute that he he's like, I'm going to accept Blair for who she is. I'm like, wow, that's that's some real love. But yes. that is just, you, you get what you see with her. And those two, obviously, out of most people in her life, really know what Blair's about. And I still think Blair has a big heart. Yes. She just wants what she wants. And there's yes. like no getting in the way of that. Well, and also these are like the moments where you are like, they're all still figuring out like who they are. And these totally. are the moments when you're like, oh, okay. I've learned a lesson that like acting like this is actually very hurtful to people. And like, maybe I don't want to be like that. Maybe I want to change or maybe I want to, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I found it, I found it actually like kind of moving that that's like stuff that's happening with them. And everybody is pretty good at apologizing to each other. And, yeah. you know, it's just, it's nice. Yeah. Like I said, even Dan at the dinner, he finally stands up and gives all the truth to yeah. everybody. I'm yeah. here because of this, 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 and this. And I'm like, wow, Dan, see, you're so sweet. And all, yes. he really always will come out with the truth. No no yes. pun intended with the, <laughs> the gossip yes. girl. But like, yes. he's always the one to like stand up and be like, well, this is why, or I'm sorry. And mm-hmm. yeah. And then at the very end of the episode, Serena calls Gabriel and she leaves him a message saying that she's happy that he came back for her. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh God, what is going to happen? Because I was like nervous about it because I'm like, I feel like something's up his sleeve for sure. Cause he was too adamant about like her dating Dan at the dinner. Like, yes. it, even if she was, okay. Yes. So she's dating, like then leave now. Thank you. Bye. I, he's like, wouldn't let it go. I'm like, stop no. Gabriel. And also just the whole the whole circumstances. You're like, how well do you know this person? Like, why are you so excited that he like has come back? It's like that's why I'm saying there's like something like I'm nervous about. Yes, for sure. It's like Serena, stop for a second and think about this. Uh, right. And then we cut to Poppy who sees the voicemail. Sneaky, sneaky. And demands an explanation. I'm very interested to see what goes down with this yes. because yes. he was just too eager about them dating yeah. or not dating. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But that brought us to the end of the episode. Did you enjoy it so much? I loved it. I Aww. really, I mean, it really is such, um, it's so great that you're doing this because it's such a gift to be able to like look back on, for me, you know, something that was very much a, a formative time for me, yeah. a, a real like... I just learned so much doing this job and looking back on it to feel, I, I feel very proud that I was a part of it. I'm very grateful to have been a part of it. It taught me a lot. And then watching it now, I'm I'm also just so appreciative, like what I said earlier, that everyone is so good on it. Like yeah. the, the, the talent of all the actors and m- meeting the language that in the writing is is really something. You know, yeah, it's, it's, I think it was across the board. They did a good job with casting yeah. with with every department. Um, I do wish in this episode we would have been able to see more of what was going to happen with your wedding and stuff. But that's also just I know <laughs> it would have been fun, and you know the costumes would have been like incredible, incredible. <laughs> I loved like your costumes too. Very structured, very put together, very chic. Yes. Though. Yes. And I remember the first day I was there, I, I had like, I was like, I wonder if I'm going to get to wear a headband. Am I going to get to wear like a Gossip Girl headband? And I did. And it yeah, was you did. such a fun mo- moment in my trailer where I was like, my Gossip Girl headband. Oh my God. Okay. I love that. Do you still have photos <laughs> of that? I don't know if I do. You know, it's like, I've probably been through about seven phones since then. You know, oh, it's yeah, like- this is true. 
yeah, it was really, it was just very exciting for me. And it, it was lovely to like look back on it. Oh my God, I'm so happy. Will you will you do the Gossip Girl closing quote? Yes, I'm going to try and do my best Kristen Bell here. Oh, awesome. Okay. On Passover, we ask, why is it that this night is different from any other night? But who are we kidding? Tonight's no different from the rest. These things always happen around here. Shalom, Gossip Girl. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I had to like look up and be like, wait, did Kristen Bell just pop on? <laughs> that was incredible. Oh my God. I wish I could see the, my producer's faces right now because they're probably like, wait, who? <laughs> Thank you, Kristen. <laughs> Holly, that was incredible. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going to want you to do like all of them now. They're so fun. <laughs> they're so fun. There's so much fun stuff about I just got a text that was insane. <laughs> It was it was insane. Oh my god. Oh um so yeah, that was such a fun episode. I still can't get over how much you just sounded like gossip girl. Um were you always filming on the Upper East Side by the way? Basically? Or just, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't, you know, except for that one like time at that big estate. I think everything was pretty much yeah. And that was or, cold. Yeah. We were talking about, remember when the helicopter was coming down? Yes. Were you there that day? Yeah, you were. You were so. in that scene. Yeah. It was, it was like I so mean, cold. All of that. And I know you and Aaron talked about this, but like the music cues are also just so incredible. Like that yeah. MGMT song, like just chills. Absolutely yeah. chills every time. Yes. There was this, this playlist from this episode was really good too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. There was like, what was it? Flow. Oh my God. Oh, Flow Rida. Um, yes. <laughs> right, right round by Flow Rida. Yes. Um, is you is or is you isn't my baby. Uh-huh. And there was like a lot. Runaway by the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. So good. God, big yeah, yeah, yeah's time in history. I know. It was so right good. Then. Yeah. Um, is there anything you want us to be like looking out for or charities you want to tell us about? I am. Um, I'm in this show called Undone that's on Amazon Prime. Um, it's a it's a beautiful um, animated show about like generational trauma and family and secrets. And um, it's created by Kate Purdy and Raphael Bob Waxberg, who did um, BoJack Horseman. Yeah. So that's on Amazon Prime right now. And I think it's just a very beautiful show. If anybody hasn't seen it, I think it's, yeah. it's worth checking out. I like Undone. I used to always... Use that. I'm coming undone. Um, that's so great. Yeah. And it's so, animation? Yeah. They, it's really cool. It's like they they did like rotoscope. So they basically filmed us acting and then they animate over us. So it looks very realistic, but it's definitely animated. Oh, my God. That's interesting. So it was a really cool experience. You know, green screen and all this stuff. Really good actors. Um, Bob Odenkirk and Rosa Salazar are like the leads. And it's really, really beautiful. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. I can't wait. That's super exciting. Yeah. And this was so great to have you. This was really fun. You did a, like, so you were so fun and like easy to do a rewatch with. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm so glad. This was lovely. And I can't wait to see what like goes on because I, I, I like really don't remember what happens with you and, and Trip. Well, yeah, there's so much material. And like, of course, like, how would you ever remember all of the stuff, you know? There was some stuff that I shot that I didn't even remember. Same. I was like, oh, right. Okay, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> it's so weird that I don't it's know gonna that. It's going to be so fun for you to like revisit and be like, oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so great. too much. 
Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Okay, you guys, wasn't that impression insane? I seriously have never heard anything that close to Kristen Bell. Holly, that was so dope, but I'm not surprised. You're incredible. And we are so happy you came and talked to us today. Thanks for joining us, girl. And listeners, get ready for another rewatch next week on XOXO. We'll jump into season two, episode 22. I seriously can't wait. All right, see you soon. XOXO is produced by Propagate Content and me, Jessica Zor. Our show is executive produced by Ling Lee. Our producers are Diego Tepia, Emily Carr, and Hannah Harris. Original music by Moxie and Loon. And the episode was mixed by Seth Olansky. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and in the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star starting May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.